0: on this week's show we have a look at the hawks and see if they've worked it out or not we do a deep dive on the pelicans we have a look at some of the players on the move around the league we crack open the incredibly full mailbag we have a bit of a chat around the nbl cup and we have a look at Boomwatch.
1: guys. Welcome to podcast number 10 of Ball Don't Lie Australia. With you today your host Dan and with me as always we have Mal. The big dog. How you doing Mal?
0: Very good thanks mate. (laughs) Hopefully we're coming through loud and clear from our new studio.
1: Yeah what what a great setup we've got here tonight. So look hopefully we sound better than normal but Oh, I'm
0: pretty sure I sound magical, you know, no matter where I am, but others have yeah, disagreed. Yeah, I saw past.
1: you twisting lots of knobs and stuff to make me sound better, so hopefully that did something.
0: Well, let's not go down that road.
1: <laughs> um, just want to kick off today's show with a bit of an edit from last week. Um, we were talking about the All-Star Weekend that you watched very intently, Mel, and I yes. um, Mentioned that Steph Curry won the three-point contest and that it was his first career win of this trophy. So, look, it's okay to be wrong sometimes. And it was Steph's second time winning the three-point contest. So, Mm. he also won in 2015, which was quite a while ago. But
0: Yeah, everything's old is new again, right?
1: yeah and look and they say you know being wrong builds character and i think i've learned some empathy out of this bit of personal development um okay so now every time we have an argument i know how you feel because you know it's okay to be wrong it's okay it's yeah. okay the other great thing about our new studio is anytime we
0: have an argument i can just turn your mic off so that
1: still doesn't make you correct
0: <laughs> let's try it shall we <coughs> sorry sorry dan what was that what huh? i no,
1: sorry, mate. Yeah, there you
0: are. You're back now. Oh, there you go.
1: Yep. Um, so just wanted to kick off with that little edit. You know, we're men enough to admit we're wrong sometimes and we're not perfect. Um,
0: we are but mere mortal men,
1: yeah. Um, but also this week, Mal, we've had one year on or one year removed from when mm. the NBA shut down due to COVID. And I guess maybe if we just spend a couple of minutes reflecting on that, it was a bit of a where were you type of. Event. Yeah, um, yeah. here we are today still being affected by it.
0: Yeah, I I was at work. Um and then on the once I did get home, I actually looked at what was happening and the was it the the thing that I really remember wasn't necessarily the shutdown. Um it was the day or two before with good old fashioned Ruby Rug Ruby Gobert. <laughs> Big Frenchie. Yeah. And him running around a press conference, touching on the microphones, acting like <laughs> making a big joke out of it all. And then it blew up in his face. And I remember thinking and saying at the time, "That's gonna really splinter that locker room." Mm. Which, as it turns out, it did. But then they rebuilt, and um, from from what I've from little bits and pieces I've heard through the week, because a lot of people have reflected on it. Um, they went through that as a team and then that, in theory, then in their minds made them stronger as a unit and they're, mm. well, they're Utah. Look at them, they're kicking ass and taking names at the moment. So,
1: I guess their third All-Star sort of helped steady that ship a bit.
0: Did he though? Did he? <laughs> yeah.
1: Look, when I look back on it, I remember our, you know, our group chat for a fantasy league blowing up with you know videos of rudy gobert touching all the microphones and Mm. being a goose Mm. and to be fair from memory we all thought it was funny as well we didn't understand covid and what it was what it was going to be and i think everything sort of came into perspective those couple days later i think should have researched this better. I believe it was the Kings and the Thunder. Um, the game got shut down mm, just um, before, just the before it started. was going to start. Yeah. And there's video of this and there's like uh, young fans crying in the stadium because the game's been cancelled. And, um, and then I think, I mean, again, from memory, that was when the world sort of took notice of COVID. Yes. And thought, sort of holy hell, this is for real. Mm. this professional sports league has just shut down no questions asked no nothing just shut down and I think from there that was the real starting point of the world starting to shut down and take this thing as serious as we should have from the start so yeah
0: it was definitely interesting the bit that stuck from, with me from that was them saying over the announcers that you know you're all safe but you, we're cancelling the game because we're not safe yeah, it was very contradictory and weird to hear. It's like saying there's a bomb, you're safe, hasn't gone off yet.
1: <laughs> Just don't so, touch it. Yeah, like
0: <laughs> it. Yeah, but yeah, then the the whole world stopped, and that was kind of that for a while.
1: Yeah, and I think no one really expected it to go on for that l- or as long as it is still going. I guess, and you know, we yeah, thought it maybe it'd be it. a few months or. Maybe they'd finish off the, they'd end that season and we'd just be back to normal now. And here we are, there's still a few teams with, you know, about 2,000 fans going in, but a lot of teams aren't letting any fans in. So yeah, we're still seeing the effects of it in, you know, not just the NBA, but the economy and tourism. And I mean, the vaccine started rolling out. So, I mean, the light's at the end of the tunnel, but.
0: Yeah, well, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. You know. There's all sorts of doomsdays out there saying all sorts of magical things about this vaccine. So, Oh um, yeah, it's all out there. Oh
1: yeah, 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 100%. Um, but we've got a super fun show ahead of us now, so why Good. don't Let, we... Um,
0: let's, uh, let's pick it up again, eh? Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> first things first, let's have a look at the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, They fired their coach and things have been looking up, Um, but are they actually figuring it out? What do we reckon, Dan?
1: Yeah, well, look, they're a couple weeks into the Nate McMillan experience, Mm -hmm. having dropped Lloyd Pierce, so they're a bit of a tough team. Like They started the season really, really well and had a bit of a lull there. And obviously, that's when they parted ways with Lloyd Pierce. Um, but in the past month, um, they've beaten the Celtics twice. They've beaten the Heat, the Nuggets, and the Raptors twice. So, I, I guess they're probably losing games they shouldn't be and knocking off all these playoff teams. So, yeah, um, they have won the last five from there, from five.
0: Um, mm. But one of those. Was there just barely dragging their ass across the line against Toronto?
1: Yeah, the Tony Snell buzzer beater.
0: Yep. Um, I I think their last few games haven't been a real litmus test. For me, I think it's the next, well, basically the next two weeks. In the next two weeks, they are going to come up against the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Suns and the
1: Spurs. Not playing Um, the Grizzlies in there?
0: Uh, I only mentioned the, you know, really up there teams. Sorry, buddy. Okay. Yeah. That's um, a little bit. Yeah, well, uh, um, yeah, I kind of slotted them in with the next team they play, um, <laughs> which is the the Rockets. Which, oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, the Rockets aren't that litmus test, but uh, that's just who they play next. Um, I think it'll be really those those big name high up there teams. Yeah. Um, Yep. If they can knock off half those, I think, yeah, we could start to buy into the idea. If they can't beat any of them, that'll tell you tell us everything we need to know. Yep. Um, and if they wipe them all out, well, okay. All right.
1: Well, that'll be something if they wipe them all out. Yeah. I can't see that happening. Just having a look at Trey Young himself, and I know he missed the All-Star game and people like steve nash have been criticizing the way he plays but he's averaging 26 and 9 which is you know more than enough from your starting point guard especially a young one yep and look a lot of people pointing to the fact that you know they're saying his shooting's down he's he's not the shooter he was and blah 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 and maybe that's fair cuz he's shooting 37% from 3
0: mm.
1: however that's actually a career high for him so far. So he's actually shooting the best he's ever shot. Um so how's his usage? Is his usage up? Ridiculously high and it it's very similar to Dallas with Luca. When Trey's on the court, offensively anyway, they're awesome. As soon as he goes off the court, it all just falls down. <laughs> yeah. So it's him carrying the team. Well yeah, but you got you know, DeAndre Hunter, who's out injured at the moment, he's having the best season of his career. So he's yet to come back with Cam Reddish as well. Mm-hmm. And Clint Capella, their big man pickup, is having a career year as well. 14 points, 14 rebounds, which is actually leading the league, and two blocks per game. So not bad for a 91st pick in our fantasy draft, I would say. Hmm. It's giving you top 30 numbers there. Yeah.
0: With those kind of statistics, I'm going to say in our particular
1: fantasy, did you pick him up? Oh, Look, I'm a bit of a humble guy, so... Since when? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, he's been the pickup of the season at 91. Is just like I knew I was going to take a punt on him at that number and I expected him to be much better than 91, but I didn't, didn't exactly see this coming. I'd be a, a liar if I said I saw this coming. But he's producing and and playing really, really well for that Hawks team, anchoring the defense.
0: Uh, Well, like I said, the next two weeks are going to be crucial for them.
1: Yeah, and look, with a young team like that, just getting into the playoffs and playing a a series is big. Mm. And that's all experience for guys like Trey and DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. And, you know, whatever ends up happening with John Collins over the next few weeks, there's been a lot of links to him moving. um, But... Nothing of any substance I've seen, um, but definitely an option that could happen.
0: Oh, yeah, it's one of those things that if there's enough rumours, people start Mm. to believe it to be true. Uh,
1: And the kids are future All-Stars, so, you know, some team's going to look at him.
0: Indeed, indeed. All right, so wait and see then
1: on the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, flying high right now.
0: Well, they're Hawks. That's what they do, mate. (laughs)
1: So next up is the Pelicans. Ooh, big bills. Yeah, just sort of a team that on paper should be right up there in the playoffs, but just haven't lived up to expectations so far. No. So I, I guess we're just sort of posing like today they sit 11th in the West, three wins behind the Grizz who, you know, all bias aside, aren't really overachieving this year. And they've had key players out all year whilst the Pelicans have been healthy. So the fact that the Pels are three games behind the Grizz, who are deemed as struggling right now, with their fully healthy team, is a bit concerning. And to me, it all starts on the defensive end. Yeah, But I mean, their starting lineup, Lonzo Ball, Eric Bledsoe, Brandon Ingram, Zion, and Steven Adams on paper you think how the hell am i scoring against that team but they're just swiss cheese out there and it's not going well like they're just getting carved up
0: mm. and
1: i i just don't know where to go from here like they're a mix of veterans and young budding stars but the veterans play a bit of defense but can't produce offense and the young stars are producing all the offense, but can't play a lick of defense.
0: <laughs> well, I've got some thoughts.
1: If that. Uh, oh, something new. If, if that helps. Yeah, new, right? Have you got a headache?
0: Uh, no, but. <laughs> Don't know. think too hard. Uh, I, I've got an itchy finger on your mic, mate, so <laughs> you trigger finger.
1: What's your uh, thoughts, Mel? Uh,
0: I think from the Pelicans' point of view, what they've got to do here, basically, they've they've got themselves the first draft and they've got Zion. Mm-hmm. Effectively, they're going to be poop scared that if they move him on and become a star yep. anywhere else, they're going to look like
1: the worst. Which he absolutely will. Yeah. He's a superstar. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's happening.
0: So they're not going to do that just mm. out of sheer pride. Yep. So... Um, You've got players like Bledsoe, who's frankly just woeful at the minute. He's averaging twenty nine minutes per game on the season and only eleven points per game. Wow. Um, you know, I think you keep.
1: I think you keep Stephen Adams. Okay. You get ball gone. Oof. Wow. Yep. Okay. Who's yep. running point guard? Well, obviously you you know get some other bits for those. Jeez. You know, Lonzo has hit more threes than Trey Young this year.
0: Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of him either. (laughs) All
1: right, all right. So you're getting rid of Lonzo? Getting rid of
0: Lonzo. um, Yeah, he's okay, but he's a bit erratic on the pass. He can get it going, um, but turns out he's the wrong ball. Mm. You know, from what we're seeing so far, wrong ball. yeah. Mm. Yeah, and definitely not talking about his dad. No, no. That, that. Although that guy was the wrong ball too. Um, I think keep our keep Steve Adams, uh, Adam. Sorry, old man, tall black. Yeah, big keep him away. around. You know, he's done some stuff. Big fella. Yeah, and just see what you can get. Frankly, get okay. out there. You know, just fill out the market. Someone will offer you something.
1: So you're keeping the whole front court. Ingram Zion Adams?
0: Uh, not about the whole front court, you know. I, I'm open to offers. Okay. If I'm if I'm the Pelicans, obviously I'm keeping Zion. Mm-hmm. And personally I have a bit of a soft spot for you know Adams. Yep. And I'm fielding offers. And just seeing what I can get. Because obviously whatever's going on isn't working at the moment. So whether I whether I stop at one, stop at two you know, get rid of some of the guys on the bench as well. Yeah. You know, all depends on, you know, what people are going to offer me. Because you've got, well, Bledsoe, Ball, Ingram, if you want to add those in. People are going to be interested in them for either role players or something. Mm-hmm. So depending on where what they're willing to offer, but you can't get rid of Zion.
1: No. Yeah, not yet. I don't think you can get rid of Ingram either. Yeah. He was him. an all-star last year. So was Trey Young. <laughs> Jeez. Mike Conley wasn't. <laughs> he is a current all-star though, which Brandon Ingram is not. Uh, all-star injury replacement. Current all-star. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why is your finger on that button? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, mate, Just just my thoughts. Just this week alone, they are lost to the Bulls who are really struggling at the moment. Uh-huh. And then they got blown out by the Timberwolves by yeah. 30. The writings on the wall change everything. But they they went from losing to the Wolves by 30 to their starters not playing the fourth quarter of their next game against the Clippers because they blew them out so bad. So when they're locked in and engaged, it seems like there's something there. And I know personally, because every time they play the Grizzlies, they kick our asses every time. And when they're engaged and they want it's to, they not a very good team, mate. Well, I, I guess the eight Grizzly fans in Australia would disagree, but we we go all right.
0: Look, if I'm happy to fight them all
1: <laughs> one at a time. Obviously, <laughs> I'm
0: not you know completely stupid.
1: We're we're lovers, not fighters, mate. Let's leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, with the Pels, like we'll get to it a bit later. I have something in line for them, but I think. I think they just need a couple more veterans around or guys that you know can lift the team up when they need it. I guess they were expecting Stephen Adams to be that voice, but mm. he's just not right now. So, yeah, I, he's I having think... his worst
0: worst season in years.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't help that frankly, as much as I love Zion, he's not playing a lick of defense. Mm. Nada He's focusing all on the offense because he has to, but he's letting the team down on defense. So Brandon Ingram as well, um, last year or two with the Lakers, was really quite strong defensively. But again, we spoke about this about Jalen Brown in a previous pod where these young players are taking on more of an offensive load, but then sacrificing defensive focus and effort as a result so yeah,
0: they're just not getting back with the same amount of time and spacing and
1: yeah and all the tools are there for Ingram and again he's one of those guys like we spoke about last week if he's the next Kevin Durant when he was in college he was going to be the next Kevin Durant because he's long and lanky and a small forward and all the tools are there but he just hasn't really ever put on that weight everyone thought he would and just doesn't seem to care too much on defense unfortunately so
0: yeah, but if I had a dollar for every time I heard someone say, this is the next such and such, yep. I wouldn't be sitting here
1: doing this pod with you, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's still a good time.
0: Let's leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> As their trade deadline gets closer and closer, there are more and more rumours and more and more shut down players um, until a trade or a buyout has uh, been agreed to. We've got a few here that keep coming up in conversation.
1: Um, Let's throw over to you, Dan. Who would you have first? Uh, You know, these are all players that have been tossed around in the media and rumor mills. So, obviously, most recently from the Spurs, we've had Lamarck Soldridge. He's... You know, it's public now that he's not playing for the Spurs again, and he next time he plays will have a different jersey on. So, I guess Definitely we'll just run will. through the next few players and just sort of pick a team that we think they might fit well on, and yep, and why we think that. So, do you have any ideas Mal, for LA for Lamarcus Aldridge? Mm. Um, I don't mind
0: him going back to Portland. Ooh, nostalgia. Get gone Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: a be harsh. I feel yeah. like he's been playing all right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, Just not a player who I, yeah, really had any, when he was at the Celtics, never really had any strong feelings towards. Um, But, yeah. Keep him as a backup backup, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see what you can get for him. Um. Or even, we just talked about him, Pelicans.
1: Okay, um, Aldridge at the Pel's. So well, you'd have him coming off the bench there.
0: Uh I think so. Um, he he was doing that at, right at the tail end when he came back from his injury at the Spurs. Mm. Um, maybe that's what, you know, brought them to a head. And
1: I I don't know what it is with these Spurs and thigh injuries. It's like. If You get a thigh injury at the Spurs, that's you're done. Yep, you got the same thing that happened with Kawhi, you know, like that was a thigh injury, it's just crazy. Maybe you should go to the Raptors and win a championship then, maybe, (laughs) maybe. Well, I've got LA going to LA, so there's a certain symmetry there, off to um Hollywood with the Lakers, I think not really in a general sense, but more in around the Lakers circles, they're pretty disappointed with Marc Gasol and his output. Mm. So mm-hmm. he hasn't quite been the player they thought they were getting. And whilst Aldridge does not solve any defensive problems whatsoever, he's if he's between the keyway and the three-point line, he's not missing. Mm. And especially if LeBron and... A.D., which we'll get to a bit later, but if, yeah. if they're on the court run and pick and rolls, LaMarcus Aldridge is not going to shoot a contested shot. No. They're all going to be wide open yeah. in his bread basket exactly where he wants them. And he, yeah. you know in the big moments that that shot will be money.
0: Oh, yeah. The, the help D is going to be heavily favoring mm. LeBron and A.D.'s side of the court in that situation. No yeah. Way.
1: So I think he could plug and play pretty well at the Lakers. What they give up for him, though who knows I mean I'd don't. i imagine the Spurs in trade would want one of those young guys like Kuzma or Talon Horton Tucker well who, Kuzma did
0: yeah. was it airball a free throw against the Warriors the other day
1: so <laughs> death sentence you know that's a cardo for everyone that's for oh, sure
0: it was not <laughs> even close like it wow it was yeah on the playback <laughs> and had to love the Warriors just sticking it to it that was, <laughs> was bonza. Uh, all uh, right, next up on the docket, PJ Tucker.
1: Mm. Uh, 3D guy. Lala. Mm,
0: Well, some people
1: love him. <laughs> well, Suki, in terms of he's come out and said, I will not play for this team again. Trade mm. me, yeah. I mean, you're a professional, not not even athlete, like obviously professional athlete, but you're a professional worker being paid millions of dollars to do a job and you're just saying no, yeah. I mean, I don't know about you as a school teacher Mal, but it would be so nice to just say, well, I'm not doing it today. No. I just don't feel like it. So. Sorry, guys. Send no. me my paycheck, please. Yeah. But I'm not coming in, so all
0: I'm not working until you trade me to another school. Yeah. <laughs> if I, not that I'd want to be. No, no. I could only imagine where, if I tried that, where I would be sent.
1: <laughs> so PJ Tucker, uh, where have you got him going?
0: Um... I have him... Well, from what I'm hearing, um, the Rockets are actually interested in a younger player. They're not necessarily Mm. looking for a draft pick. They actually want someone for now.
1: They've built up a lot of draft picks. They do.
0: They actually want some players. Um, Again, strangely enough, I've got him going to the Pels. Ooh. Play some D. Mm -hmm. Can shoot the three. It's got a ring to it. Facilitates... Both of their needs at the Pelicans, right there, can score, can play some D. Mm-hmm. So, look, you know, for me, it's it's not a horrible fit. They've got some they've got some pieces there they could trade. Um, he's an experienced guy. It's, it is an expiring contract, so you know it's only a rental style job. But look, you never know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to think that you're gonna give up. Young players and/or picks for a 35-year-old role player who's contracted for the next few months. Yep. Yeah, like yeah. that's just blows my mind that you'd give up anything other than like a second-round pick. But yeah. that's the landscape of the NBA at the moment is just to stack up as much as you can. Uh-huh. Um, but what? look for PJ, I've got him the perfect perfect destination, mm. LA. PJ to LA. No, <laughs> I've got PJ going to the Miami Heat. Ooh. And I think his just yard dog mentality, you put him in there with Bam and Jimmy Butler and, and their young guy, Precious. That defense. Great name. Oh, my goodness. Um, that would just be ferocious. And he just fits the bill with Heat culture. And as much as I don't like him, we've obviously got Iguodala coming off the bench there as well. So I think they lost a lot when Jay Crowder went to Phoenix. Not in terms of him being a star player, obviously, but just where he can plug and play. You know, he can lock down players. He can hit threes. And they didn't replace that. Mm. PJ Tucker does exactly that. So if the price is right for Miami, I'm I'm going in for PJ. PJ to Miami, mm. or Pelicans.
0: uh here's one that's oh, it's all a bit cryptic for me. I'm not a huge fan of you know having to guess exactly what people are saying with what they don't say mm. and what they do say and just come out and say it.
1: Stop uh, getting your PR manager to do everything. Yeah,
0: I'm a bit like a Sith Lord like that. You know, <laughs> I, I want to know exactly who my enemies are, and if you're not with me, you're against me. Yep. sort of thing. Um, Mr. Kyle Lowry, of course, has come out this week and said he will, no matter what happens, he will retire a, a Raptor. He'll do a Paul Pierce on a one-day contract. Yep. Come back and finish where he, basically made his name. Like they love him. They wanted ch- he won want a championship for them. You know, the bit I do like about Kyle Lowry is the first phone call he made after winning the chip was, um, to DeRozan.
1: Mm. You know that. One-time enemy, now best bud. Yeah. That's, I don't know if you know much about that, but pretty crazy story between those two. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, and that was the, yeah. But.
1: So for the listeners that don't know the story, because I know Mel does, of course, um, Cole Lowry and DeMar DeRozan in their first year or two together never spoke a word to each other. Um, and it's not they didn't like each other necessarily, but they just didn't gel... They literally didn't talk on the court, off the court. And as we all know now, they've, they've blossomed into this great friendship and, you know, they're absolute best buds. So, yeah, I, I guess that phone call that you're saying that Kyle Lowry made was quite fitting. And, mm. um, yeah, I, he's been a great player for Toronto. Arguably their greatest franchise player ever. Definitely not their best, I would say, Bosch. Vince Carter, mm. um, Kawhi Leonard are, are better players, but not greater for the franchise. Yes. Um, in and terms then, of longevity, I mean, Vince put him on the map and Bosch made him bigger. Um, but Lowry's been there for a long time and he's, he's broken a lot of their records. And Lowry also, if you remember those first few playoff runs,
0: was awful. Yes. Copped a lot of slack over it. And just turned himself around and yeah it's just it's amazing to think that they're the same player Mm. because he completely disappeared early doors went away worked on everything he needed to and was just a lock was there in the big moments
1: wasn't afraid and you know pretty stuff do you actually know mal who where cole larry was drafted
0: Oh, you're putting me on the spot with this trivia. Uh, let's well, say... it's no fun
1: if I give it to you in the pre pregame notes. Uh, we have those. <laughs> well, I do. Oh. oh, thanks for giving me them to read. Uh, let's go, Toronto. No, <laughs> no, no, no. So Cole Larry was actually drafted by the Grizzlies. So where have you got, um, uh, Mr. Larry? I, I. There's a lot of talk around him going
0: to the 76ers. Um, and frankly, there there are two teams that I don't want him to go to. I, I think he helps them both a lot, but I don't want him to go there be, Go there because it will not help my Celtics. Um, 76ers or the Bucks. I, I don't want him at either. Um, purely because ugh, that would just make it... Just awful for the you know Celtics' chances on the year as it currently stands. I think he's he only helps those organisations. Mm-hmm. Um, Bucks, he gives them some stability they thought they were buying in the off-season um, or trading away for. And 76 is well, as we've seen again this week, um, you know, Embiid's injured. And Ben Simmons is a little bit like Kyle Lowry, uh, at the start of his career. When it comes to playoffs so far, mm. hasn't always stepped into those big moment, ro- uh, that big moment role. Yeah. So having someone like Kyle Lowry there to, you know, learn from, bounce off, have you there to you know help pick you up, um, I think only helps them. Okay. So I don't want him to go to either, but. I can see both teams, with not ne- not necessarily a need, but there's going to be the more and more pieces that the Nets pick up, the more oh, and God more, no. <laughs> the more and more the other teams in the East are going to want to add pieces and yeah, and I think Kyle Lowry plugs into either of those teams rather well.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Look, I didn't go into the Sixers as well. He's from there. He played his college ball at Villanova in Philly so a pretty good homecoming for him especially with a shot at winning a chip Mm. um so yeah I won't go into that but I don't know how they pull it off but he would be great for the Clippers I just don't think the Clippers have the necessary parts to complete that trade but Mm. I think for the very similar reasons he would fit really well to go back there with um Kawhi and look at winning another one.
0: Well, they've done it before. So. Yeah.
1: They know what it takes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: last one on the docket. Um, Oladipo. Mm. Coming away from that star Rockets team that's mm. lost 16 straight games. <laughs> so far. <laughs> so, I mean, it's crazy to think the Rockets could have ended up with Karis Levert instead of Oladipo. And look, it just hasn't worked out for them. And I guess Oladipo might want to be in a winning situation, but he's also in a contract year. So any team taking him on is going to have to be anticipating those negotiations coming up and he's going to want to be paid. Unlike the rest of the NBA players yeah. currently. <laughs> but. Where, what do you think is a good fit for Vic I've actually got
0: a I've actually got three that I'll just shoot out quickly. I think he helps the Hawks okay could work there yeah um silences a lot of those you know people like us that don't trust <laughs> gives them another yeah um, another name um for some reason I like the idea of him at the Bulls okay they. You know, I wouldn't I know say very fits, but yeah, and that was the problem I had. But I just feel as if there's you know, something there. I just got a feeling, and whenever I get those feelings, they're <laughs> normally wrong. But you know, I like to share them publicly. All right. So, um, and the other place, just briefly, um, the Knicks. Mm.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I could see that working.
0: I think you know, older head. They've got some really young guys who are balling at the moment. Yeah. Um, but it just gives you know Tibbs someone uh, someone else to go to, so he's not just wearing out these you know these younger guys, which everybody seems to be. Whenever there's talk about the Knicks, that was the original worry. Then they haven't got hurt, and they're still doing quite well. Mm. Um, they bring in D Rose, unfortunately, he's got hurt.
1: Um, COVID. Oh, with COVID.
0: COVID. So, um, so you know, he's now out for a little bit. Um yeah. But. Yeah, I, I just think he he helps there, and that could be the start. Especially being a contract year, he might buy into what they're doing, mm-hmm. might opt out. But you know, it's a. I think it works for both because where he is currently isn't really going to help him with a big contract next year. Yeah, he's on the Rockets. Mm. <laughs> Things aren't amazing.
1: Yeah, oh look, I picked two spots for. Depot. Yeah. Um, First one was the Pelicans. I know we've tried to move away from the avian theme of our first two segments, but (laughs) uh, I'm back with a bird team. Um, Look, if they could somehow shed the necessary salary and get him in there at their shooting guard spot, I think he fits that two-way bill pretty Mm -hmm. pretty well there. Um, The other one is the Timberwolves. And again, not sure what they give up here. Um, and I knowing the Timberwolves? <laughs> yeah. Probably a first-round draft pick. Probably Towns. <laughs> <laughs> but look, they've been linked with John Collins, so I think he's all right for a pick there, but he's going to want a max contract. Oladipo might be a bit cheaper than that, given his production and mm. injury history. So that gives him another two-way wing player um, to sort of plug in and play there. So yeah, Pelicans or, or Timberwolves for me, for Oladipo. So I yeah. guess the trade deadline is 10 days away now, so oh. by the time we record next week, we'll be pretty well there, and who knows what kind of bombs might have dropped.
0: Look, hopefully a few. I, I do love a big multi-team deal right before the... Yeah. You know. I'd also love the reports of them a couple of days afterwards, how they the ones that didn't get across the line. Yeah, yeah. I always find them to be very interesting. And the silly
1: reasons why. Yes,
0: and it's often just silly. Yeah. And it could just have such an impact. But that's that's the NBA. That's
1: that's how that works. So I guess very short time we'll tell them. We'll keep an eye out and keep everyone posted.
0: Yeah. bag. Time to crack open the mailbag. Uh, this week we've got uh, a couple of questions. Uh, first one comes from Jared. Right, best crossover slash handles in the current slash ever NBA. Hmm.
1: Uh, uh, Interesting one.
0: Yeah, that there's been a few. Um,
1: Some slick handles out there. Oh,
0: god, yes. <laughs> uh Look, I'll I'll jump in first here, big fella. Um, for me, ever AI, mm. um, you know, just sharp as you like. You know, had the handles crossed, so many over. Yeah, you know, crossed them up, and then matched it with that absolute speed, and just gone silky. Yeah, it was just whew, pretty to watch. Um, did you have one for ever, or is it a current player for you?
1: Well, I've got one for current NBA and best ever. Ooh. so ooh, ooh. I guess I'll start off with the current NBA. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's gonna be one Kyrie Irving. Okay. That say mm-hmm. what you want about Kyrie, and look, I I usually do, <laughs> mm-hmm. but his most handles people don't is just... have a
0: problem with having an opinion about Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like Stephen A. Smith said he's the best show in the NBA, you know, a month removed from saying he should retire from the NBA. But anyway, the latter no, the former part of that. Um at the risk of
0: defending Stephen A in that situation, he had just come back from the disappearing act. Yes. So, yes. you know, a little bit of context, not that anyone should ever, you know, <laughs> defend Stephen A, but anyway. <laughs> but
1: Kyrie's handles are just phenomenal. Mm. Best since Iverson. Maybe on par, if not better. His game is so smooth. Um, who is it? I don't want to misquote the wrong person. Um, I feel like it came from first take, but um, they often say that Kyrie is the best under-the-basket or below the rim finisher, the NBA has ever seen. Um, and you know, okay. it's, it's hard to argue that at times. He's the way you can get into lane and, and finish, and mm. he's very good. Mm. He's uh, not bad. You'll disagree, but I, I think Ja Moran's going to get there one day as well. But <sighs> here we go. He just needs a jump shot because <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie's got that as well. Well,
0: that that is the problem when the, when they've got the jump shot and the ha- jump shot and the handles, then you're a double threat, and mm-hmm. you never know which one you're gonna. And it just one gives you the space to do the other.
1: Well, it's like last week when I said my game plan against the Nets would be to say Kyrie beat us four times. <laughs> And then I said he might just do that, but it's better than Harden and Durant doing it. Four yeah, it'd be times. nice to watch though. It'd be very nice to it'd watch. It'd be nice to watch. Um, did you have a current player Mal, or? Um, look, it's
0: it's very hard to go past someone. Uh, it was my dark horse for MVP, Gerald uh. Steph. Mm. You know, because was it earlier in the year they had that? Um, he got fouled, flicked the ball behind him. You know, not even, if, entire body was facing the other end of the court, you know, went in, um, you know, that's the thing that makes his, gives him that space on the three, even though he's so good at the three, is the handles. Yeah. So, um, current, for current players, he's very hard to go past. Okay. Mind. Um, I also have a soft spot, probably has something to do with his name, um, I Jamal Crawford, mm. you know, the crossover. Yes, yes. Um, you know, a couple of very you know bigish moment ones. Yep. But you know, it was one of those things where AI sort of lost that speed over time, mm-hmm. whereas Jamal had the longer range three, which kept him around a little bit longer. Yep. Even though. Um, they they both sort of bounce towards the end for sure Mm -hmm. um but for me yeah ai jamal they're the the two that stick for mind okay forevers um i did a bit of a a little bit of trivia for you
1: uh it's getting a bit late actually it's getting a bit late that's right i have to leave actually
0: feel free to go
1: You didn't let me pick my best ever, by the way. Oh,
0: sorry. I do apologize.
1: I won't spend much time on it, but Who, who's I, your I've best gone ever? with Tim Hardaway senior, not not Tim oh. Hardaway junior.
0: I'll give him time.
1: But I mean, run TMC and then with the, the Heat, that killer crossover. Mm. All kids at the time were trying to do that crossover, <laughs> the Tim Hardaway crossover. So, yes. Um, shout out to Jared for a great question. Hope you're doing well down there in Adelaide, mate. Um, but. Yeah, to your specific question, the best crossover ever, I'm giving that to Tim Hardaway. Timmy H. Just in terms of the best crossover, not not handles in general. But
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, AI for me, but anyway. What's your what's your trivia? Trivia. Man? Here we go. Well, Alan Iverson. Who that? Mm. <laughs> we talking about Iverson? Yeah. We're talking about practice. <laughs>
0: uh Far um, away. What teams did Alan Iverson play for once he entered the <coughs> NBA?
1: I'll give you okay. a hint. No, don't need one. The, okay, all don't right. Don't need one. Yeah. Philadelphia. Correct. I'm trying to get them in order. Do you have yep. them written down in order?
0: I do have them in order.
1: Denver. Correct. Cami P. Memphis. 18. Longest four days ever. Is there only one more? Because I've only got one more.
0: Uh, Give me the one you got.
1: Detroit. Detroit. Hang on. Is there more? How many more? Uh,
0: Depending on how you look at it, there's one or two. One's already been said, if that helps.
1: Back to Philly. Yeah.
0: Very briefly. And so there was another team. There was one more team.
1: Which one am I missing? Geez, I thought I did well here. Don't give me the hint yet. Just let me. You sure? Yeah, let I think, me. I think you'll need it. Nah, nah, nah. Trust me. Oh, wait. Are you... Am I not going to get it? is it not me, a current NBA you're team? You're going to need it. It's not a current NBA team.
0: No, it's not. I said after he entered the NBA.
1: Yeah. You said what NBA teams did he play for?
0: No, what teams did he play for after he oh, entered the NBA? Bloody
1: some. Chinese team.
0: Uh, No, it was uh, Basictus, the Turkish Super League team. (laughs) Signed a $4 million contract.
1: That was on the tip of my tongue. (laughs) I can't believe you jumped in and took a trivia win away from me. Well,
0: then of the two season contract that he signed, you would have to know how many games he played for them.
1: Yeah, eight. You're incredibly close. It was actually 10. Well, I know that because it was on the tip (laughs) of my tongue. (laughs) Right after eight. So, uh, <laughs> I would have said nine and then ten. So if I had three guesses, there you go. Oh, there you go. Uh, next
0: Complete question. Complete guesses. I'm not.
1: Oh, you know.
0: Good trivia, though, Mal. Sorry. It, it was deliberately in there just to
1: stump you. Sorry so, that I got, a, got them all.
0: Oh, oh, you didn't get Basictus. I'm sorry, man. I, <laughs> I can't even give you a pass mark there. Sorry. Uh, next question comes from Timmy Song Best player ever. If not for injuries. Ooh. Mm.
1: Daniel Dinellon. Who dat? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, good point. Mm. I mean, we were all once that good player until we got hurt. That's the stories we get to tell.
0: Okay, I remember my story differently. Um, I swerved from playing when I realised you know what, maybe I'm better at analysing and the coaching side than I am as a player. I don't feel the need to, you know, blame it on parts of my body breaking down. But
1: you do you. I was going to the NBA before I did my ACL and if I was six inches taller and trained an extra 12 times a week Mm -hmm. and lived in Mm -hmm. America. Mm -hmm. Other than that, Mm -hmm. I would have made it. Well, mate, uh, people with excuses. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I guess... Timmy brought up D-Rose. He wanted to know, what are our thoughts on D-Rose's career if he didn't go down that devastating knee injury? I might let you take the floor with this one because my two guys growing up were Kobe and D-Rose. So I'm going to be pretty biased on this one.
0: Not a problem. Um, I actually like the uh, the idea put, put forward by the white mumber. Um, Brian, Scala- Brian oh. Scalabrini, <laughs> <laughs> who actually played with D Rose um, mm. at the Bulls, and he sort of broke it down like this his body, as in Scalabrini's, is like a NASCAR, you can put pretty much whatever fuel you want in it, it'll go round, it'll do certain things, mm-hmm. you know, someone can slam into the side of it, it's not going to be the end of the world. Whereas with D Rose, He was a finely tuned animal and he was more like a Formula One car. You had to slow, you had to give it a very special diet. You had to slowly feed it up. Yeah. But when you had all of those things going well for you and everything ticked into place, he would just fly and there was nothing anyone else could
1: do about Mm. it to stop him. Um, Youngest MVP ever. mm -hmm. Whereas
0: obviously Scalabrini was a NASCAR. He could never, you know, do that. And unfortunately, after the knee, he was less, a lot less of a consistent Formula One car. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's just never really worked out since. Um, I think a little bit also has to do, there was all sorts of things that he would say in press conferences about it and different things. And I think one quote he said was, I don't want to be in later life in a business meeting with a sore knee because I played too much basketball or you know something along those lines. And it's like... Something you know, I right? can relate to. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just didn't play but, it at a high level.
0: But yeah, look, the guy was special and he was less special and mm. he's still a current NBA player. Um. Still, way even if you know, is still a better player now than I will ever be in four lifetimes of basketball, you know, if I had that time. But yeah, definitely not. You know, once that knee happened, it j- just wasn't the same guy.
1: Are you seeing him win multiple MVPs or a championship with that with Chicago?
0: Uh look. Him and Jimmy got along. Oh uh, yeah. De- definitely deeper runs, mm. like you know him and
1: him and Noah. They were Noah was a top five MVP candidate one year. Yeah. <laughs> people it's forget upside.
0: that. You know that he threw a lot of people off with the hair.
1: Mm. <laughs> Old Noah, something I definitely don't do.
0: No, not not with that fringe. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I see him being multiple multiple MVP. You know, capable of being that Formula One car. Mm-hmm. for a lot longer. Okay. But unfortunately, uh, I don't know if you watch much Formula One, mate, but... Zero. Once they get a ding in the side,
1: they've got to pull in and
0: change a part.
1: Yeah, you know? aerodynamics and such, yep. I imagine. It's,
0: it just doesn't work out, so...
1: What about, so talking best player ever, if it weren't for injuries, who would you go with?
0: Um, for me, I'm going to go for best player ever. For me and he he still had a long career but he just Mm -hmm. lost something after his knee Mm -hmm. Vince Carter okay I I really liked him in um especially where he's wearing the purple dinosaur yep um was something special lost a step or two you know he may not have actually you know been the best player ever but I don't know, he was one of those first players that I actually watched a little bit of, had feelings for, something like that happened, and he didn't come back the same. Okay. And he didn't have the same hops, he didn't you know, He didn't quite extend, he was able to extend his career, but he'd lost that half-step, you know, for yep. me. Um, I think he could have definitely gone... Not longer, obviously. Had a very good, you know, career. Had a lot of stops along the way. Um, Lots. <laughs> yes. But I think if you didn't have that um, knee injury, less stops, higher trajectory. Much. So.
1: Well, a bit of trivia for you, Mal. Oh, yeah? No. <laughs> I was going to see if you could name every team Vince Carter's played for, but, I mean, oh. we're running pretty... Late on time here, Look, I and can... I I probably can't. So, <laughs>
0: well, let me have a crack at it quickly. Uh, started with the Raptors. Mm. Then he went the Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, Orlando Magic.
1: Yep. Uh, I think there was a stop at the Suns.
0: I want to say. Couldn't
1: tell you. I think so. Uh... You're missing a. a better team that he played for well he he did have a stop
0: at the Mavs Yep, that's the one and then uh, he did go to your part of town
1: yeah the mighty Grizz or just the Grizzlies do you remember who he retired with
0: uh was it Hawks yeah yeah Hawks and then I've got a feeling he also went to I want to say Sacramento before the Hawks maybe there was a stop there you could be right, actually. But well, look, it's it's got to happen occasionally.
1: Like, who do you reckon's played in more teams, Vince Carter or Jeff Green? Oh,
0: got to be Jeff Green. Hmm. It just feels like Jeff Green's somewhere new
1: every year. Uh, it's that crazy stat. Well, it's not a stat, but that thing with Vince Carter that he's played in three decades of NBA basketball. Mm. It's just that blows my mind. Mm. But um. Okay, so you're going with Vince Carter as the best player ever, if not for an injury?
0: Yeah, look, maybe not. Maybe the ceiling wasn't that big, but it felt like it could have been.
1: Okay. Mm. Um, well, before I jump into mine, I do have a couple of special shout outs um, Penny Hardaway. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, that oversized point guard before it was a thing, mm-hmm. Tracy McGrady. T-Mac bit like Vince still had a good career Mm. not as long as Vince but I mean he was a killer T-Mac and of course one that doesn't get mentioned a lot but Brandon Roy we mentioned a bit earlier in the show that guy at Portland he was destined for stardom Mm. and robbed of that through his knees but you know that's just the way it is sometimes and I have no doubt Brandon Roy would have become a Hall of Famer. Not not saying he'd be you know best player ever, but he would have become a Hall of Famer in my opinion. But he'll never see that, unfortunately. Um, but the guy I've gone with is someone who I would argue, if not for injuries, would be considered a top 10 player of all time. Ooh. All time. And I actually... This was... The very first NBA jersey, not that I bought, but the very first NBA jersey that I owned. It was given to me by my cousin. It was a teal jersey, Oof. and it belonged to Detroit. Oh. Hmm. Do you remember the old teal jerseys with the piston on it?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And flames or something. Wasn't
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first jersey Oof. that I ever owned.
0: Yes, a lot of people had one. I never did.
1: <laughs> and this, this guy is now an analyst. He's quite good. But I think without injuries, Mr. Grant Hill would have been a top 10 player of all time, if not right up there. Mm. Um, I mean, you go back to his years at Duke, He won the two in a row there. There it is.
0: There's the link. There <laughs> Call me a homer every time. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: You know, they went back to back and there's that famous game-winning pass he makes to Christian Leitner um, and put up huge stats in college. He was touted as the next big thing. You know, he was going to rival Jordan. And, and look, for early parts of his career, he did exactly that. And... Um, mm. His best year was the year before he got hurt. So the year 2000 with the Pistons, he averaged 26, 6 and 5. So LeBron-ish, like early LeBron-ish numbers. I mean, keep in mind that's his fourth or fifth season. So, you know. The
0: game has also changed now.
1: Yeah. And there was many times he went toe-to-toe with Jordan and won. And... I think it's pretty well agreed upon of how good he was and just got robbed of the career with the Wizards ankles. Jordan
0: or Bulls Jordan?
1: Bulls Jordan. This is yeah. He's up against 97, 98 Jordan um, in his first few years of his career and he's going toe-to-toe. Um, but, of course, ankle injury took him down and he really struggled to come back from that. He had surgery on it and then had complications from that. They're actually life-threatening so he's missed the whole next season as well and um, went to that you know famous Phoenix Suns training staff and they got him back playing and look he was serviceable for them and had an all right NBA career but shades of the player he was pre-injury mm. and he was actually a really special player for any of the young folk out there. Um, if you've never watched Grant Hill highlights, just go and check him out because he was a very good player.
0: Uh-huh. All right. Thanks again, guys, for getting your questions into the mailbag. Mm. Uh, please shoot them through again um, through the Facebook page, and we'll, if we do get time, we'll you know get to as many as we can next week. Mm. Thanks again, guys.
1: All right, welcome home, everyone. Time to discuss the NBL. And the NBL Cup's all wrapped up now. Ooh, it was definitely interesting. I liked it. Yeah, it was a bit, something a bit different. Gave mm. all the teams something to focus on and, you know, claw every quarter of every game. Especially, uh, I think, this year as
0: well, especially with COVID and everything going on. Having the little bubble, um, definitely, it's it, it's something that you know could happen again if this is going to keep happening, mm. pandemicy wise. Yep. So, mm, but I, yeah I really liked the the quarter idea and you know the different elements to it. I I liked elements of it a lot. So.
1: So we had the the wildcats take out the the trophy and the money. Oof. Yeah, yeah. They were pretty tough to beat. They were a tough out. Very. I mean, not for the Bullets, but for everyone else.
0: Well, you know. <laughs>
1: we cleaned them up.
0: No one else could. Yeah, if anyone else could take <laughs> care of business
1: next time, that'd be appreciated. But, um, um, look, Perth, in my opinion, they're, they're the team to beat in the NBL currently. And Bryce Cotton is just, just doing Bryce Cotton things, isn't he?
0: Oh, it's... yeah. To, yeah, it's scary
1: <laughs> So, yeah, look Perth definitely a team to beat at the moment My pick to win it all this year They started off red hot Melbourne United But they're just falling apart at the moment A little bit Without um Jack White and Scotty Hopson And they're just, I don't know They're just not playing cohesively And they're not closing out tight games Like they normally would mm. And yeah, just dropping games left, right, and center at the moment. So, yeah, it's not it's not looking good for your pick. But. It's not, but you know they're still right up there in the NBL ladder, and oh, it's a are. long season, so
0: it is. And they're you know they're doing all right realistically. Mm. They're they're still in the hunt. They're not um, they're not right down the bottom like the Cairns Taipans.
1: Yeah, all the breakers.
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah.
1: So we talked about the Bullets last week and we said the Bullets are back, Mm -hmm. but they got dropped by the Kings and that ended the Bullets' look at the trophy.
0: Yeah, but I think if we're being honest, they got a lot
1: closer than
0: either of us genuinely thought we were Mm. going to, especially after um, game one and we were straight on the bottom of the ladder. It felt mm-hmm. before we even got to play game two. So, and then we went on that bit of a squirt, and oh, just you wanted to believe again that <laughs> this could happen. And, but look, I think they did really well. I mean, you know, Vic Orr, wow.
1: Yeah, he's him and Sobi is sort of still carrying the team, but just not enough.
0: Mm. Oh, and hasn't he taken things personally? Mm. <laughs> I know we say it every week, but he hasn't stopped taking it personally. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, or, or, or at the very least seeming to.
1: So with all this chat about the Wildcats and they're the team to be at the moment, Bryce Cotton is on another planet. Yep. Um, I saw in a group chat I'm part of, really, really good chat. Quality content, would love to hear some questions from them. Um, but they posed the question in this chat of is Bryce Cotton the best NBL import ever and i guess he's a naturalized australian now so i don't know if he fits that criteria or not, now but yeah <laughs> technically he's still an well, import it, yeah.
0: but, but you know
1: <clears throat> god i can't wait to see him in a boomer's jersey <laughs> <laughs> well, is he the best import ever now i look at this question and I said is he the most talented? No. I I personally picked James Ennis for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or even like a Tory Craig Leroy the list goes on and on for better. The yeah. greatest in terms of he's come in and just changed his team the whole team lives and dies by this player mm. and he's stayed for longevity he's been a advocate for the team and the league mm. I think he's right up there yeah look he's
0: it's hard to chip him I he's, mean he's
1: born in Arizona which I don't know if you know the college team there they're the Arizona Wildcats so he's kind of born to play for the Wildcats yeah <laughs> <laughs> just picking t- p- picking where he goes in the world based on the wildcat name like it makes sense yeah. but uh, so he's a three if it ain't broke <laughs> well, he's a three times NBA champ, uh, NBL champion. Sorry, yep, two times Finals MVP and a two times league MVP, which is pretty mental. Especially when you
0: consider the NBL and how it works for imports at the moment, mm. because typically it's uh, either I want to get into the league or I want to get back into the league. Mm-hmm. They'll come for a year, maybe two and then
1: with the idea of keep it moving
0: keeping it moving baby whereas Bryce not so much as you say naturalised Australian now so you
1: know don't think he'll be um, leaving any time soon from the NBL
0: uh, probably not if he's naturalised Australian you'd have to think he's pretty pretty
1: settled love and life yeah uh, could the bullets please uh, throw everything at him <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he wants, just... I mean, oh, he's only 28. It's not like he's old, which is Oh, you mean cool. to get
0: him? I thought you meant like in a you know violent stop him kind of way. <laughs> I, I like both. Like.
1: <laughs> Fun fact, uh, Bryce Cotton played for the Grizzlies once upon a time. So, oh. you know, oh. we've had that Tyler Harvey link and now we've got Bryce Cotton. So, James Ennis also. Well, it, it's <laughs> nice to see him on a winning team. Then. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I don't know. I think it was 2014 or 2015. That was probably peak Grizzlies. Yeah. Did they win? They won many games. Did they win a championship? They did not. Well, oh. <laughs> I think I know the answer to this, but I'll ask it anyway. Have Perth won? <laughs> um, they've won zero NBA championships. Oh, have so, they? Yeah. Oh. What
0: about NBL? Eh, they've won a couple lately. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. quite a few. Ridiculous numbers, unfair numbers.
1: We had another few imports to go over. Yep. Um, first one was Ricky Grace, Ooh. also from mainly Perth Wildcats.
0: Yes, uh, tricky Ricky. Uh, Eighteen points a game average over four hundred eighty two, mm. four hundred eighty two games. And was also a two-times final MVP. So for
1: context, Bryce Cotton play has played 116 NBL games and it feels like he's been here forever. So,
0: But that also goes to show too um, what the NBL used to be. Mm. Imports would come out and they wouldn't go... They, they would come out and it was a viable option. The NBL was just, yep, cool. Yeah, you know, and, and they'd stay for their entire you know, career and, you know, 400 games, as 482 games and Bryce Cotton's only played 116 currently. Mm. And yet, like, as you say, it feels like he's been here forever.
1: I mean, that tells me someone like Ricky spent his whole career here, basically. Yeah, Yeah.
0: which sounds about right because, you know, He's just, he's one of those names that as a kid growing up in, with Australian basketball, it's, oh, of course, it's Ricky Grace.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next one on my list, or our list, I guess, we have Andrew Gaze's old running mate. Ooh. One, Leonard Copeland.
0: I do love that you still, well, you know... W- Andrew Gaze still goes to events and, you know, different basketball things, and Leonard Copeland is still there. Yeah, And you see them like in the back of shot and different things, you know, having a yarn. And, you know, um, when Gaze was in Sydney coaching, while it didn't go well, Copeland was there with him. Yep. Um, like, I, I do love that, you know, their bromance seems to have only blossomed over the years. <laughs> uh, I, I do love that. But, uh, yeah, old Copeland, again, even more games, 532 games, um, 20 points per game, and a one-times final MVP. Um, Pretty impressive. It was. I remember wanting that Tigers jersey.
1: Yeah, they were so good. Yeah. I mean, you had Mark Bradkey on that team, and yep. Daryl McDonald, or D Mac, yes. So, God, they were fun to watch. Yes. Oh. Gaze throwing lobs to Copeland, I mean... Yeah, it was fun.
0: Gaze at what looked like a twenty-year-old with grey hair, like <laughs> grayed
1: quickly but gracefully. His um <laughs> shoes started coming out, at, you know, sport yeah. shops and and then Kmart, yeah, <laughs> Kmart now. Target.
0: <laughs> uh, last, de- um, definitely good times.
1: Last but not least, on the best NBL imports ever. Oh, wouldn't happen to be the man with the statue, would it? The old statue that I get to see all the time. Um, Leapin' Leroy Loggins. Oof. Bit of alliteration <laughs> for you all out there. That's a big word for a
0: PE teacher.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes we use Google.
0: And in context, <laughs> I'm impressed. Wow. Thank you. Uh, big big Leroy, even more games. 567. Uh, average 23 and seven across his career. Oof. Three-time MVP and one championship.
1: Fun teams, those Bullets teams. Oh, weren't they? Steve Woodbury as well, running around, so... I mean, Leroy, that the longevity speaks for itself. The 20 points per game, or 23, sorry, speaks for itself. To average that many points over that many games, I mean, you don't do that by accident.
0: No, no, you're, yeah. It's even the only statue
1: in... of a bullet in Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not even in Brisbane. <laughs> it's about 30 minutes north of the city, but that's where Leroy did play most of his games. out of a mm-hmm. there, so. Yeah,
0: did most of the damage there. Yeah.
1: Um, like yeah.
0: I said before, though, it definitely goes to show um, how different things have changed. How, so how much things have changed over the years and you've got these you know, three guys are up over 400 games. Bryce Cotton isn't there yet in those, but he's, he's burning bright while he is here.
1: And look, he's only 28, so if yep. he goes on to play another five, six years, those games will go way up through the roof. Yep. So.
0: And I think realistically, if he can get that number um, up over the 200 mark, mm. it won't really be... Especially you know, if they keep winning and
1: he's winning. And-
0: oh, If he adds one, it'll it'll become pretty unanimous. I think. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Especially with the fact that, um, you know, at the moment he's carrying the team. Mm. It's like we're going this way, you're coming with me. Yeah. So, if he can do continue to do that, yeah, matter of time. And like I said, the numbers are realistically the number there would be two hundred games. Yeah. Yeah. At two hundred games, it's. You know, that's a hell of a nudge. It's 200 more games than I've ever played in the NBL. Yeah, Uh <laughs> You know, so... But for me, it's just that one area. But, as I said, guys burning incredibly brightly for the amount of time. Yep. Yeah, you know, for, the, for the number of games compared to those guys. So...
1: Yeah, well, in other NBL news... Um... Guess we'll kind of combine this into our Boomer Watch segment of sorts. Yep. Um, just a bit of a merry-go-round this week. With the Breakers they announced the Will McDowell White was being brought over straight out of the G League bubble, and Jeremy Kendall, who was signed to the Sixers but then released. Yep. They're both headed to the Breakers, so that was released, and then suddenly we saw. Levi Randolph is being brought over to the Breakers as well. And think, well, they don't have a roster spot. So, how's that going to happen? And mm-hmm. they don't have an import spot. And then suddenly, Lamar Patterson released by the Breakers mid injury. Yeah. So, and then <laughs> that wasn't crazy enough. It Within 30 going. minutes, Yep. the Bullets are reuniting with Lamar Patterson. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Orlando Johnson is leaving Brisbane. And yep. I mean the <laughs> merry go round isn't complete because poor old Orlando's just missed out in all this. So mm. I mean surely Cairns could do with someone, but <laughs> <laughs> um so um. bottom line is the Breakers have three new players coming in, including one of our Brizzy Willies. Yeah, yeah.
0: And Patent pending. <laughs> yeah. Or copyright pending. I'm trying.
1: Yeah. And Lamar Patterson's gonna Looking like he's gonna possibly complete his rehab up in Brisbane and rejoin the team. So, cool, cool. Fingers crossed that happens.
0: Yeah, well, you know, he had a good time here. Hmm. Had, had a good time. Played well. Uh, went there. Hasn't worked. He he hasn't really looked good. Yeah. Playing there, and then obviously the bench got the injury, um, and they've parted ways
1: I mean if he gets um, back to his best mm, paired up with Vic Law oh my goodness <laughs> yeah Soby will be happy that there's a third guy there now mm. um, because Patterson if he's engaged healthy fit he can be that third guy for sure yep percent um, checking mm. him just before we finish off our, our other Brizzy Willie that we don't want to forget about I guess we um, started on a avian theme. We could finish on one. So back to the Pelicans. We're going full circle, baby. So Magne's G League team, the Erie Bayhawks, they were eliminated by the Knicks G League team. Mm-hmm. Um, Lakeland went on to win the G League title. That's the Orlando Magic affiliate. Um now, when Erie were eliminated, Magne was a DNP due to a right leg injury. So, big guys and leg injuries. Yeah. <laughs> Being careful. Yeah. He is back with the Pelicans, though, and he has suited up for their last two games. Um, okay. But he's yet to take the floor. He hasn't had his NBA debut yet. Yeah. Which is disappointing because they got blown out by Cleveland. Mm. Um. Did they blow out <laughs> Cleveland? That sounds more likely. <laughs> um, sorry, guys. But um, um, he didn't see the floor in any of the Pelicans' blowout games since rejoining the team, which is a bit disappointing. But perhaps they're being a bit conscious of this um, leg injury and yeah, maybe just him work time, him in.
0: You know, mm. Get him out there, get him, get him in the jersey, get him warming up and getting used to that process before they go full-blown. Hopefully.
1: Uh, yeah, hoping to see him out there and yeah. contributing, but
0: but good news—they got him in a jersey. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah let, let's start there. Let, let's let's start there with the positivity.
1: Yeah, we'll keep you guys informed on boomers and opals as we can. And, uh,
0: another yeah. little boomer news uh, today. Uh, Spoiling us. Yeah, uh, Shane Heal has been announced. The, the hammer. Yeah. The head coach of the Sydney
1: Uni Flames. Oh, so WNBL. WNBL news. Mm, um, interesting. Yeah. Longtime um, Sydney King himself. Indeed,
0: um, one-time Sydney King coach mm. was down there. Um, yeah, look, it'll be it'll be interesting to see him back in a in a Sydney coaching role. Yeah, could get the Uni Flames over the line. We'll have to wait and see. Time Passed will tell. Both.
1: Yeah. So that's the end of this week's pod. Now we've made it here again.
0: Yeah, ten in
1: the bag, mate. Double digits. Look yeah. at us go. Yeah, it's it's, in, I think it's impressive. Yeah. Look, I mean, you know, no one's told us to stop doing it yet.
0: No, no, no one's told us to keep going either. But let's look at the positive side of it. Yeah.
1: Always be <laughs> optimistic. Yes. But. Thanks to everyone again for all your questions this week and keep them coming through. We didn't get to a couple of people this week, so apologies for that. Um, But we will look to plug you in where we can and and please keep sending stuff through. Um, Definitely direct people to come like our Facebook page. That's where we can keep everyone updated on um, news in the NBA when our new pods are dropping. That's really a central source of information. So if you haven't already, go like our Facebook page, share us around. Um, let's get everyone on that one central location and, um, yeah, let's keep building this thing. Yeah, let's get it pumping. Um, so, yeah, look, really appreciate everyone listening and uh, until next week, just remember, that ball don't lie. Never does.